0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy.
1: Fall guy. That's what the poster said?
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. You
2: know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey. Player.
1: I idolized Dominic Kaczek. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczek. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it.
0: But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last like five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry, I'll hang up and listen, I'm sorry.
3: Welcome to Two Goalies,
1: One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits.
2: Now I'll tell you something about this guy.
0: This is only three minutes, eh?
2: Whammo!
1: Welcome to I'll Hang Up and Listen, brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Buffalo's Premier Market and Room. With eight different western new york locations and over 300 beers to choose from make sure you go check out at fatty beer i one of the new york's only kid and dog friendly bars open seven days a week from uh sorry 10 30 a.m to or 11 30 a.m till 10 30 p.m and later uh fatty beer at fatty beer on instagram and twitter and of course buffalo go apparel one of the best spots to get all of your buffalo sports apparel knees from your shirts to your hats to your hoodies they have everything at buffalo go co on Instagram and Twitter. Buffalo loses. Speaking of Buffalo, Buffalo loses three to one in a must win game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, Yeah. Uh, Same old Sabres, same old story. Uh, Don't show up for the first 30 minutes. And then the final 30 minutes, you finally decide to find your legs and it's too little too late. You lose to another backup goalie, same old Sabres Uh, lose to a, former Sabres goalie, Jonas Johansson, who honestly didn't really have to struggle much to find pucks, to see pucks tonight. Um, it wasn't until a third period. So Buffalo really tried to play with any urgency and it bit him in the ass. Let's be real. If that's what happened here. Um, it drives me nuts to see us play the way we did um, to start 2024. And with the way, the way UPL has played, uh, in this stretch. And then you just can't go out and give any goal support. Uh, you don't play with urgency. Um, the two turnovers that led to both goals are inexcusable. You can't give the way the Casey Milstatt, can't give that puck away on the boards. There just can't. And Alex Tuck, um, what are you doing on the blue line there? Uh, to give it that shorthanded goal. That was, that's inexcusable. Um, trying to dance a little too much and you bitch right in the ass. So, um, but yeah, this was a must win. You know, this is a team that's ahead of you in the standings. They're in your, you're in your division. Um, they're currently sitting in a wild card spot. This is a four-point swing game. You, you you gain two points on them, and you take two points away from them. Plain, plain and simple. Plain and simple. And you shit the bed. So, uh, I, I really – I just – I don't understand it. I uh, Just the lack of just, – A, just not being able to string three wins in a row. Like, compared to what they were doing, especially in the second half of last season – the fact that they just can't figure it out and any type of semblance of consistency this season, it's really remarkable. Let's be real. Um, and it's not, you can't play Chicago every game. You can't play San Jose every game. You can't play these bottom feeding teams every game. You're going to play teams like Tampa Bay, who are a cup contender, have been a cup contender now for a decade and the blueprint for them, the way they play it, the coaching, it's all, kind of the blueprint of what you want for this team. And they showed up. They only had 16 shots on net, but they pinned Buffalo down and uh, in the offensive zone, they didn't give up a lot. They played very well defensively. Um When they did get chances, they took the opportunity and they scored. um It sucks. You know, it's not on UPL when you can't score. Not <laughs> this isn't 1999 anymore where you can win games one or two, nothing or two to one or three to two all the time. Like you have to be, you have to give your goaltenders goal support and Buffalo just doesn't do that. Uh, before we continue on, I'm going to actually kick this thing things over to a uh, hockey hotline here. Uh, we had five callers call in and uh here it is hockey hotline. Welcome to hockey hotline. Sabres lose the Tampa Bay lightning three to one. And we are here with your calls, your thoughts. We are going to start off with new caller. Will, Fior- I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Did I, did I get that right, Will?
2: Uh, close, close. It's actually pronounced Fiorica, but Fiorica. I
1: apologize. Yeah, uh, Will, so what are your thoughts on the game? I mean, it's just like the continuous slow starts. Um, that, the power play is what really is like killing us the most. I really think so. Um, and I may I said a tweet earlier that. Alice should be fired after this game because just the consistent, just stagnant offensive zone movement is just really killing us right now. Where, like, you look at, like, Tampa Bay, they're getting, like, odd man chances and just, like, wide open guys because they just continually, like, move. And that's, like, one of the most frustrating things I've seen about this team, at least. Yeah, it's, um, you know, people want to blame Adams um, coaching. I think it's the latter uh, Adams obviously didn't do enough in the off season to, uh, you know, prepare this team, I guess for the regression, it was bound to experience. And that's happened in spades with every single player on this roster, except for JJ Paterka. Um, and then Granado. I mean, listen, all these guys know how to play hockey. They, uh, you know, they, they, they played their entire lives at high levels. They know the X's and O's. So, it's all about going out there and make hockey plays, but as a coach, it's your job to prepare them in each and every game to, to, to start the issue to your point to, uh, to start off hot, to start off fast with, with urgency. And here's another example against a good team in your division. This is a four point swing game that if you're being serious about making the playoffs, you have to win this game and you come out with no points. So that, that to me, that's, that's part of the coaching. Uh, thanks. Well, we're going to move on to Josh Denelli uh Josh, thanks for calling in again, Bud. You're on hockey outline.
3: Hey, hey Dwayne. How are you, man?
1: Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, uh, what do you have to
3: say? So pretty much uh, two things. One, what a lackluster effort on Kid's Day of all days, man. i yeah. I would like to think that they'd have a little bit of more fire under their rear ends, you know, with the future generations of Sabres fans in the arena. Um, and secondly, I know back to the last caller's point or your your counterpoint to him, I mean, this is a huge game. This three three games in a row, three wins in a row. I feel like I called the other day and said, "Hey, they play good against the good teams, and then they do this." And a the game they really, really, really needed to win. Yeah, what do they got to um, do to get three games going? I don't. I mean, they need to get a streak going.
1: Uh, it starts with preparation, playing with urgency, as I say when the last caller. Um, I I really don't know because you saw you saw them string those types of streaks together. Last year, a lot, especially in the second half of the season, they were scoring. I mean, they're nearly 50 goals behind pace from where they were last year. I think it's pretty damn close. Um, it's something between probably thir- uh, 35 and 50 goals. Uh, and I see people that like to try and blame goaltending. Still, it's like, are you out of your mind? Like, what? Like, you would have had to essentially, uh, it, essentially, with them scoring two goals a night, you would have had to have win at the very least three to two. You didn't score until uh, late the site. Was it late in the second period? Um, yep it's for me it's about preparation playing with urgency and to me as the last caller that starts with coaching you know making sure your guys are ready to go fired up um at the end of the day they've all played hockey at a very high level they know the X and O's of this game they understand structure they understand systems it's your job to make sure that they're not you know sl- lagging behind slacking um making the smart plays not forcing pucks uh and that's that's why I've been a big, very loud about his coaching staff around him because I really don't think he has enough experience on that bench. Uh, Josh, thanks for calling in, bud. We're gonna move all things over to Chris. Chris, hey, hey. I like the background, where are you at right now?
2: I'm at Wegmans right now, and I'm hoping well, you
1: the- I love it. I love it. I love the passion, Chris. You're on Hockey Hotline. Uh, let's hear your thoughts.
2: Well, once again, slow start for you know for our team, and I can't I can't count how many times me and you have
1: beaten you know that. That whole thing to death, you know, just being a you know onto a slow start, you know, and I gotta say, you know, ever since Granato was coaching this team, I felt like his decision making, you know, when it comes to goalie rotations, I feel like is way off, you know, in my opinion. So you you didn't like you you didn't like, you, uh, you didn't like the yeah. the situation with the goalie rotations coming into this, having UPL start as many games he has in a row. Those games, uh, I think. I think we're losing you, Chris. Oh, there you are. Can you can you can you repeat that? Um, I feel like Levi should have started one of those games. You yeah, I, agree. I I agree with you. I think I was pretty loud about it. It should have been the Chicago game, thousand percent. It was against the worst team in the National Hockey League without Bedard. Um, it would have made sense, and not obviously that wasn't the reason they lost tonight. UPL played fine. There was no reason for them to uh, lose this game. They only had 16 shots on net. But, but it's also, I'm sorry, but, but it's like Tate said, they, you know, Tate said in the post game, let, let them off easy. That's what they did. Yeah, a hundred percent. And, uh, at the end of the day, it's a Tampa Bay Lightning. They're cup, they've are they been cup contenders every single season for a decade now for a reason. They're well coached. They're well put together. They have a lot of veteran experience, high scoring ability, and great defending. And he got schooled tonight by Jonas Johansson, former Sabres goaltender. You didn't really make things tough for him tonight. You know, you waited until we had 25-ish minutes left in the game, you know, 25, 30-ish minutes left in the game, to finally show up. And that's been the story of this team is slow starts, uh, strong finishes. And by by that point, when you finally start to find your likes, it's too little, too late. So uh, thanks again, Chris, for calling in. That has been Hockey Hotline. Uh, we're gonna wait here. I think got one more caller coming in, and we got returning caller Michael Carr on Hockey Hotline. Mike, thanks for calling in. You're on Hockey Hotline. What are your thoughts?
2: I uh, I just uh, looked up the score. I noticed um, they lost three to one. I uh, actually have practiced for the uh, veteran uh, Sabres Warriors team, uh, so I missed the game. But um, who who did Tampa have in that? Uh, Jonas Johansson, former Sabres goaltender. I figured. I feel like he has our number. We can't. We just can't beat him. He's got a couple uh, wins against us, yep. I know Marty Brown was having a nice debate yesterday on their show, um, and he said he would have started Vesleski. Uh, I can't say his name properly. My bad, guys. Um, <clears throat> but I agree. I think Jonas should have started. Cause they got a game tomorrow as well. So, but yeah, he seems like he's got our number. Um, who, who scored for us tonight? For today? Uh, Dylan Cousins uh,
1: late in the, late in the second period. Um, and they really just didn't show up. So uh, honestly late, uh, late in the second period, the last 30 minutes of the game, they finally started to find
2: their legs. Another slow start but strong finish, but it was too little too late. Right. Right. Yeah, it seems seems to be the uh the MO. It's the first period's kind of a drag typically. Um I think, you know, last year obviously we got spoiled and it was like constant, you know, excitement throughout the games and now it's kind of just dull uh at times and I don't know what uh what they could do to change that. Um you know I'm who who played for us tonight or, or today and that it was UPL. UPL, UPL had a- yeah.
1: they loan they loaned Levi to Rochester, um, you know, for so he can get a game in tonight with the Amherst, and I think the plan is uh, after he plays tonight to to bring him back up for their West Coast trip out in, uh, against Anaheim, back to back against Anaheim in LA. Oh, okay, yeah.
2: So, he, uh who, he, who
1: did Comrie come up to fill in, or no? Yep, Comrie is Comrie is behind the night as a backup.
2: Okay. So, yeah, uh, no, he was pretty good too. Down though. Yeah.
1: But uh, any 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 questions
2: uh, or concerns from you before we uh, get going here? No, man. Uh, I, I just, I uh, hope they start turning things around. It might be too late, but you know, build, you know, try to figure something out here, F- like build something. Yep. I agree.
1: Hey, Mike, thanks always for calling in on hockey hotline and we got Gene Mark. I'm not going to try and butcher your last name, but Gene, <laughs> thanks for hopping on hockey hotline. Uh, what are your thoughts,
3: bud? Uh, I mean, it was sloppy all night i mean it just looked like they were trying to push too much instead of like the stretch pass stretch pass was all over the place instead of trying to carrying it up it just looked like tampa was clogging up everything they were trying the stretch pass way too early it started to work towards the end of the game but during like the beginning of the game it wasn't working at all and they didn't switch anything up it, and i think tage said it perfectly it was sloppy everything was sloppy about that game Third period, they started to bring it together, but they couldn't put it past uh, Johansson.
1: Yeah, uh, actually, I I agree with all points that you just made. Uh, The stretch pass, which has been a big part of their breakout all season, um, they just don't make many very like many in-game adjustments. They like like to beat a dead horse, right? Like it's just like it'll it's like it'll work eventually. Like that like flip play, like the deal coming out of their own end, hoping that it's there for you know a rushing forward. Like it it just doesn't work. Or if it does happen to work one every 10 times you try it then what are we doing here
3: Um, yeah it's 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 rough it's rough i mean but they're also young so you you gotta keep it simple with these guys but once they get in that two nothing hole like they try to try to make those stretch passes work and try to get up zone faster but it wasn't working because Tampa's more experienced team an older team that they can sit back and they can adjust to those things
1: yeah, like, you know, if you're a hockey player growing up, you also know, you know the KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, they don't tend to do that, man. Uh, the, no. Casey giveaway, the Casey giveaway in the first goal is trying to make a cute play on the backhand up the boards uh, instead of protecting the puck more there. And then, obviously, Alex Tuck at the blue line on the power play, giving up that shorthanded goal. That was a backbreaker early in the first period. But...
3: I think I got, you and I have talked about this a couple of times that yep. the power play just looks absolutely atrocious. It, it, it doesn't look good. They're trying to push it to one side. Everybody knows it's coming. Instead of trying to work down low and work in that, that angle, mm-hmm. which would actually prevent the teams from covering that left side on Thompson.
2: Correct. They
3: could literally work down low, work it up top to Darlene for a one-timer. Instead of trying to force it over to Thompson, force it over to Darlene up top. You need to work it down low and w- look for that bump pass. That bump pass worked all last year, and now they're not using it at all, it feels like.
1: Yeah, it, it drives me nuts. Uh, to your point, the bumper spot there. Um, very good points, Gene. Thanks for calling in, bud. Uh, we're going to get things back to Hockey Hotline here. Uh, thanks, everybody, for calling right, in. See you, guys. And that was Hockey Hotline. Thank you to everybody that called in. Um, Mike, Josh, Chris, um, Will, and, of course, Gene, Mark there at the end. Um, a lot of good points made. Why can't you string three wins together um, to Gene's what, – what, what's the sloppy play, especially coming through the neutral zone, that stretch pass that they kept trying to make work throughout the game and it wasn't working. And I, I don't know. Is it – the lack of ability to make in-game adjustments is, is, is for in terms of your coaching style. I mean, again, I I will hammer this point home all day. These guys know how to play hockey. They know the X's and O's. They know different systems. They know different structures. They played in them more, you know, even before Granado, they probably played in some system or structure similar to what Granado wants done uh before this. And we saw it work last year in spades. You know, they were the high school, top five scoring team in the national hockey league by the end of the, by years end, And I'm not sure the exact, exactly where they ranked, but they were top five for sure. You know, at what point do we start saying Granado? Like, what are you, what are you not doing to get these guys ready game in and game out? Like, why is it in game situation, like in game decisions that need to be make made more benching players for poor play um, mid game. Is it just, taking a guy off to the side from the bench and just, you know, saying, Hey, this is what you're doing. This is what I want. This is what you're doing wrong. This is what you need to do in order for us for this to work. Um, I, I don't know. I, again, and I've, you guys heard me talk about before, you know, not to beat a dead horse here, but the staff around him just isn't getting it done either. Um, You, you do yourself no favors having a bunch of inexperienced guys behind an NHL bench who uh, probably don't deserve to be there. And rather than, you know, again, actually, uh, we've seen it with Edmonton, um, was it Knobloch or whoever, whoever his name was they fired him, uh, mid season. And now you've seen, uh, Lambert get the, get the, uh, door, uh, on the Island. Uh, the New York Islanders fired their head coach and now hired Patrick Waugh of all people. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, and we all know that guy, you know, has some fire and has some passion and isn't afraid to let you know how he feels. Uh, I'm not advocating for a coach like Patrick Waugh because with the good, there's a lot of bad too. But at the end of the day, like, I think this team needs accountability. They just need accountability. And I don't really don't feel like there is. I mean, that's the one thing we keep talking about throughout this season is accountability or lack thereof. Like why aren't players being held accountable? You talk that empty net goal, for instance, Owen Power gets beat to, to negate the icing. Inexcusable. Uh, Tage not being right on the puck. Inexcusable. And then Owen Power not getting in front of that shot from center ice to stop him from going to the MC net. inexcusable. Three things, inexcusable. Honestly, if I were Don Granado, I know this is the NHL. You don't ever see this. But I'd taken both of those guys after the game. I said, you're staying on the ice, and you're doing suicides. Straight up. And you're doing it in front of our fans. I don't care. Because that is ridiculous. These guys are paid a lot of money. A lot of money. That was a joke. An absolute joke, uh, and that's not even just for a lack of skill or know how. It's just laziness, no urgency. That's what that was, you know. You have a first, you know two first round picks, one of a former first overall pick, and they're not showing urgency. Like you know, Owen Power is actually doing like the Olay, the bull rider on that on that shot in the empty net. Like, what are you doing there? Just get in front of the puck, you know. These slow starts. Lack of ability on your power play, um, and just not playing well below the dots on each end of the ice are what are the reason why this team will not make the playoffs this year. Those three things. Um, and you can you can kind of loop coaching into that as well. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't think you'll see an in season change with uh with Granado. Um if if they decide to go in a different direction, that probably happens at the end of the season in the offseason. But I wouldn't be against it at this point. I really wouldn't because this team just lacks urgency and lacks desperation. We're going to hit the peanut gallery here. John Stanton, just like just like always, the Sabres always say there's always next year. Just like always, the Sabres always say. And I'm sorry, that was like some word salad there. I apologize. Also from John Stanton, I'm officially on the fire Donnie train. Bad line and some, same mistakes. Bad lines and same mistakes over and over again. From our best friend Mauricio, too many missed scoring opportunities, perimeter shots. I'm fed up. From uh you know, I haven't seen this one before. Mathematics, uh, they don't care about future generations of Sabres fans. They're just waiting to get traded and get out of here. Um, I mean, I don't think you sign seven, eight-year deals if you want to be out if you don't want to be in Buffalo. Um, they just I, I don't know. Um, Thompson played poorly on power play, cost the Sabres, when shorthanded, uh, passed the puck, stop holding the puck. Um, agreed. And Tuck, you know, being put in a position there. Uh, where he tried to get cute, and it cost him a shorthanded goal. Power play looks like Luster Thompson one-trick pony. Um, I think Thompson's more than a one-trick pony, but I do understand your point there. They try and expose him. He gets overexposed in that spot. Um, to Gene Mark's uh, point from Hockey Outline, they don't use that bumper spot enough. Uh, and I think that a lot of people you know, have said it in the past, and I'll say it now, why not just have a guy, a shot like Olsen on the opposite side, who just takes attention away from Thompson, or maybe Thompson will take attention away from him, and that gives him opens him up to release that unreal shot that he has that we all know he has. We haven't seen it yet this season, and it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Uh, watching this from Crunch Tanawana as we speak, love it, Trevor. Love it. Uh, they have been talking about it for a little while. For a little, he isn't a great coach, and it didn't work in Colorado. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it. I don't think he is a great coach. But I also don't. I understand why the move is being made. Um, again, maybe he'll be a good fit on the island. I don't know. I'm not advocating for a coach like for like Patrick Waugh because, um, as I said before, with the good comes a lot of bad. But at the end of the day, you do need to some type of shake up behind that bench. Um, also from Trevor, watch this. <laughs> there we go. Uh, you guys don't want to work during the game. No problem. We'll work now. I love it. Yeah exactly you know herb brooks uh shout out there I, I i just don't understand it there needs to be accountability and there's none there's just none um from jody jones what do you think the islanders firing their coach being only two points out of the playoff spot i think that means they hold their they hold their coach and their team to a higher standard and they don't like what they're seeing and maybe lou Lamarello feels like he might be in the hot seat too and he knows that this team needs to make the playoffs uh, I would wish that Kevin Adams would kind of think like that because what's going on right now in Buffalo is not working. Uh, Owen Power is the Roger Dorn of the Sabers—just a high price, price. High price. Where's the talent? Uh, here's the thing: I know we're going to see a lot. Owen Power's a bust, first overall pick. What a waste! This, that, the other. Owen Power is not a bust. Owen Power is a very, very good player and will be a very, very good player. Um, you can't teach size. But the only thing you can teach, and you, you need to maybe learn it or acquire it, I, I don't know, is just playing with jam and grit and just being tough to play against. Because right now, he's not hard to play against. He's only in his second year in the NHL. He's a 21-year-old kid. Um, he going to gonna have to go through a lot of growing pains. But he needs to be learn how to be tough to play against. People got to hate going in one-on-one with him. And they just don't. They don't. Um, when Owen Power's on the ice and you're in the corner to get a puck, uh, you as a, as an offensive player in the offensive zone, you want those players to be aware that you're out there. No one's saying that you got to go out there and blow somebody through the boards, but you want some awareness that 101 Power is out there, you know. And pe- I just don't think teams fear him, You don't fear playing against him, they're not afraid to play against him. Um, and they should be with his wingspan, his size, um, his natural skating ability. That that's a team that that's a player that teams should hate playing against, and right now I just don't feel like they do. They don't. And again, growing pains. I just feel that like it's going to take time. But right now, it's just not. It's not happening. He's not getting it done. And like I said, I would have kept him off the. You know, call out her Brooks. Kept him after the game and make him work. Now uh, him and Tage because that was a joke. Uh, you know, it's rough when the bandits crowd in, in any snowstorm draws more fans to the key bank center key bank than the sabres games. Yeah, I I I agree. <laughs> Their bandits are exciting. I mean LaCraft La Cros- it shit is exciting. It just is a lot of exciting. You have the in-game music, there's a DJ, like a lot of it. Uh it is a very exciting atmosphere. That being said, yeah, I mean over a decade ago when this team was a playoff contender, was a Stanley Cup contender, like you couldn't turn a corner without seeing somebody in a Sabres shirt or a hat. Or, you know, our hoodie or a jersey is theirs is everywhere. And now, to the point earlier that somebody made, like future Sabre generation of Sabre fans just don't know what it's like to have a winning hockey team. And it's fucking depressing, man. It really, really is. Um, I'm not saying he's a bust. It's just the way he oleys the puck. Oh, yeah. I, Okay. I get what you're saying. The right ole. What are you doing, Dorn? Uh, I'm Brown. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I don't want this Olay bullshit. I, I get it now. Uh, sorry. Brain's working slow today. Um, yeah, you know, you gotta want to get in front of pucks, like you know, like jo- They talk about with Josh Allen. Josh Allen doesn't really get into a game until like he gets hit, and he loves that. Like you should be embrace be embracing contact, embrace it, embrace the physical stuff, embrace it. It gets you more engaged in the game. Like as a goalie growing up, like I love getting peppered really quick because it gets you involved in the game. I hate sitting back there just not taking pucks, like. I, I hated it because you're not engaged. Sometimes you just gotta get yourself engaged. Maybe throw a big hit. You know, get yourself into a scrum, um, block a shot. Like I don't know. Like these guys just don't get themselves engaged until way too late in the start of the game. I don't know. I just just need more fire, and more passion, and more urgency from this team. Uh from the from the time they drop the puck, and it's just not there. Um, and it's just embarrassing. Um, you're you're playing a team in a must win game. Again, as I start, as I said to start the show. Where it's must win. They're in a wild card spot. They're in your division. I mean, these this game, in this stretch of games that UPL has played, this was most important. Right? It was. This was the most important one to win. You could afford to lose Chicago, but not you couldn't afford to lose this one. Because at the end of the day, the Chicago Blackhawks, they're not even in your conference. They're a basement dweller. Like, like they're not going to hurt you in the standings when a push comes to shove in your division and your conference. You know, kind of hurt you, the tent Bay Lightning. And the fact that you didn't show up for the first 30 minutes of this game, that should be very concerning. Um, And it just, I, you know, what is Kevin Adams watching from this team that makes him think that this is okay? You can't start the season saying that playoffs are the goal. Stanley Cup is a goal. But then watch this team come out the way they do to start most games and think that this is the, the right path for this team. Development, everything. Um. That's another thing too, Maurice brings up. Why didn't Robinson play? I know Cousins is back in the lineup, but Eric Robinson brings a part to this. I I don't get it. Why did you trade for him then? Why trade for Eric Robinson if he's gonna sit for half the games? Who on this team deserves a you know, like that you're playing over him deserves that spot? He brings energy to the lineup, he brings speed, like I can't believe, like, again, this isn't the reason why they're losing, but surely isn't helping them win sitting him. I don't get it. I don't get it. The the lack of moves made by Kevin Adams in season, I I just don't know. I don't know. And don't even get me started on the goaltending. Uh, The goaltending isn't the problem with this team, but the way they've handled Devin Levi, it drives me absolutely up a fucking wall. Um, It's inexcusable. I hope he plays well tonight for the Rochester Amherst. I know he's finally getting some pucks. Hasn't played since the Seattle game. Uh, from what I've read, I think the plan is to let him play in Rochester tonight, and then they're going to bring him on the West Coast trip with him, uh, which would be great. Uh, I'm assuming he'll probably get the Anaheim game or the L.A. game. I mean, they're back-to-back, so he's getting one of those two games, if that is the, if it, if that is the path they're taking. Um, I don't know what more you can do with this with this roster and this lineup to get better results more consistently or win three games in a row. Um, Obviously this is another opportunity where you could maybe put three in a row. I know LA is a tough team, but you play Anaheim, you play LA and you play, um, and then you play uh, San Jose. Sorry. So maybe this is a situation where you can string a few together, the three together for the first time this season. That's remarkable that we're halfway into the season. This team who scored as often as they did last year can't win 3 in a row. Just can't figure it out. So, um I don't know with the current roster what more what different line combinations you keep throwing out there that's going to get you a different result. And I think at this point it might take moving somebody out that you wouldn't expect to shake up this team, to light a fire under somebody's ass and I'll always keep going back to that scene from Moneyball when um who was it that was uh dancing? Um Giabi's little brother was dancing in the locker room in the clubhouse. Uh, in the midst of a losing streak, and Billy being played by uh, Brad Pitt goes out there, smashes the boom box with a baseball bat and says, uh, is losing fun? Is losing fun? And he goes, no. And he goes, so why are you having fun? And he goes, and it's a dead silence. You're, you're pin drop. He goes, that's what losing sounds like. A little, it definitely sends a message. Like, at this point, flip a goddamn table, Donnie. Flip a table, throw a fucking water cooler. Do something. Show a pulse. Like, for fuck's sake. Like, I, I don't know. Like, Kevin Anderson and Don Granado pulse. Show a fucking pulse. Because we're in the midst of another playoffless season in a year where we all, most of us, before free agency said, yeah, this seems to make the playoffs. They're gonna go into free agency. They're gonna make the right moves. They have a lot of cap space to work with. Then, <laughs> and then <laughs> We went into the, we the offseason before free agency thinking, man, we went got Zach Benson in the draft. That kid shouldn't have been where he was. This kid's going to be a phenomenal. And then free agency, all you do is get fucking Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson and do nothing offensive to this team other than bring back Gergensen and Ocposo because of leadership or whatever. Like it, it, This team lacks role players. This team lacks um, urgency, accountability, desperation and those were the moves you made and you had to account that there would be regression from some of these guys and uh after the years years that they just had most of them all career highs and the only guy that isn't regressing is JJ Paterka. um I, I i like how can <laughs> like we all thought that this was going to be a playoff team we all did and we were duped we were bamboozled we were bamboozled and Again, we're going to go another off season, watching other teams play for a Stanley Cup, and talking about the draft, talking about free agency, Who's who's available? Who's going to help this team? But how can we sit here and honestly believe, judging from the way this off went, that we can have faith in the management and the leadership on this team? How can what it like outside of signing guys to very team friendly deals? What has Kevin Adams shown us? That makes me believe. That makes me want to buy a season ticket next year. That he is going to change things when he didn't do jack shit this off season. Didn't do jack shit. Give me a reason to believe in Don Granado. because there is no reasons right now. Like, yeah, there should have been. Reg- there was going to be a regression, but not to this magnitude. This is embarrassing compared to what they were last year. At least last year was fun, even though you knew they probably weren't making playoffs. It was still fun. This isn't fun. This is embarrassing. And I'm just really, really done just investing my time, my money, my emotions into a team that just doesn't, half the time doesn't seem like they care too much. Um, It's embarrassing. Sick of watching backup goaltenders dominate the Sabres every home game. Sick of it. Um, why we were just that. Why wasn't Robinson playing Brian Kuzo almost lost his cool. Talking about the power play on the post game. Um, power is a Rover, not a defenseman. I don't disagree with that. Um, he does kind of like robe out there. I, you know, I, I agree with that. Um, I don't got much left to say guys. Um, I don't really want to go through the post game comments because I got a feeling it's going to be the same bullshit. I don't really care to, um, talk about who scored. Cause it was only Dylan cousins. Um Again, they just lost to a good hockey team tonight. Um, They didn't show up for half the game. They didn't play with urgency or desperation. And, again, a lineup card for the Sabres that doesn't make much sense and didn't work out. Um, And, once again, in a must-win game, you had maybe one line show up out of four. Uh, And that's inexcusable. And that goes to coaching. Guys, remember this is brought to you by Fatty Beer Company. Buffalo's premier market and room. Open. 10 30 a.m. till or 11 30 a.m. till 10 30 p.m. and later seven days a week eight different western York locations with over 300 beers to choose from make sure you go check out fatty beer one of westerners only kid and dog friendly bars with live entertainment and trivia uh all, every week and of course buffalo logo apparel Buffalo's is one of buffalo's premier spots premier market taproom one of their premier spots for all of your buffalo sports apparel needs when it comes to your shirts your hats your hoodies They have everything at Buffalo go co on Instagram and Twitter at fatty beer on Instagram and Twitter. I am Dwayne with two goalies, one Mike signing off. I'll hang up and listen. You guys enjoy your weekend. Uh, Go Texans. So we can have a uh, AFC conference championship game here in Buffalo if bills. The bills take care of business tomorrow. And of course, as, as always go bills, go savers road to the super bowl. Uh, starts tomorrow and redemption for 13 seconds. Uh, I'll hang up and listen and talk to you guys later.
0: He's making, falling, flowers